0: And welcome to the Nature's Mike Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be exploring Arches National Park with our guest, Bev. Bev has visited numerous national parks across the U.S. and loves talking about her experiences at each one. Hey, Bev, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Wish I was at a national park right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can agree with you on that. Always wish I was at a national park. So tell me, Bev, where, where are you from? Where, where do you live currently?
1: Um, currently, I live in Florida, mm-hmm. um, grew up in the Northeast. Um, I've lived in other places in the South during the time, never have lived out west. so always you know, wanted to explore, mm-hmm. wanted to go to all the national parks. And then after my husband and I got married, we decided that that's what we were going to do on all of our vacations.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. So Arches, that's a park that's kind of, you know, it's out west kind of. It's near other national parks, but it's not exactly close for somebody like you who lives on the East Coast. So how did you end up in Arches National Park?
1: Well, like I said, we, we started out, you know, trying to go. We went to all the big name parks, like on the West Coast in California and all. And then we're like, okay, we've got to start going other places. And. The year before uh, we went to Arches, we had been to the other Utah parks of Zion and Bryce. and but we just didn't have the time being on you know work schedule vacations mm-hmm. of spending extended time in the West to really travel to all the parks in the region. So we would, decided to fly into Albuquerque and then go on a driving trip. Um, a one-way trip from Albuquerque that would eventually, about 10 days later, end up in Denver to fly home. And so during that time, we drove up into Colorado to Durango area and then over to Mesa Verde, which is a great park, and then on up into just the desert land of Utah, Mm -hmm. to the plateaus and um, decided that we wanted to go to Moab. We had heard so much about Moab and visit both Arches and Canyonland. And that's how I ended up at Arches.
0: Awesome. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you were in Arches for essentially just just a day, right?
1: About a day and a half, I would say. I think we spent, it's been a few years ago, but Mm -hmm. um, I think we spent two nights, two or three nights in Moab. And so we, you know, we stayed in town. We did not go camping. Um, And so we, you know, went to restaurants at night and things and that kind of stuff. But during the day, we wanted to get out into the parks and do as much hiking that we could. Um, So I think it was about a day and a half to two days in Arches. And then also then the same in Canyonlands because they were close by.
0: Okay. So tell me... You know, kind of, I don't know what your perceptions about the park were prior to going in, but if you can remember, you know, when you went into the park, what were your kind of first initial impressions or thoughts about kind of seeing the landscape, um, you know, compared to some other parks that you've been mm-hmm. to?
1: Well, I think, you know, coming from, you know, we were farther south in Utah and then just driving up, had just the impression of the vastness of the land around us you know and just the grand vistas and wide open plateaus uh, which was amazing and then every now and then you would get like a little glimpse of some red rock and Mm -hmm. uh, so then to actually go into arches and see the arches and the red rock just kind of there um you know is. It was very impressive and i think one of the most impressive things is you know you get out and you just look around and you feel as though you're in a you're in such a completely different environment than what you're accustomed to being in the east coast with you know trees and greenery and you're just in this uh, area with red rock and sand and like I said, these arches that are so impressive because to learn from the visitor center that it was once all a giant sea and that you were standing at these arches that were once under a sea, it's it's hard to imagine. It's just hard to believe.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a great way to put it, especially when you talked about uh, kind of it once being under an ocean. And that was, when I went there uh, a few years ago, I was really kind of, I was struck by the vastness, like you said, because I kind of pictured that arches would be it would be a little bit more clustered because, you know, you'd think, oh, if it's an arch, it's a rock and it's got to be a rocky <laughs> place. And it's not really in mm-hmm. a desert, but, you know, it's kind of actually very spread out and there's arches just all over the place. It's, it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's not really one concentrated place. It's very spread out, which I think was a, a very noticeable characteristic of the park itself. Were you able to uh, get away from some of the crowds that were in the park?
1: Well, we were there in the summer because of school schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was very busy. Um, at the time, though, they did not have restrictions on entry or timed entries, like I think there are now. Mm-hmm. But um, we went, we started out I think the first day, we went uh, mid to late afternoon, so you know, middle. Pa- after lunch, but definitely not near sunset. And so it was very hot when we arrived, just, you know, unfortunate timing. It was August. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but it was also very busy. And it, despite the heat, and it was over 100 degrees, there were numerous people at all of the parking areas and at all of the arches. But we were able to. You know just kind of pace ourselves and keep walking and get to some places that maybe others had decided they didn't want to go to because of the heat or because of a longer walk and i think because the park is large enough you can always find a place to kind of get away i mean you might see people off in the distance
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you have your own little space where you can just sit on the rocks and just enjoy what's around you and enjoy nature. So I yes, we were able to get away a little bit. Um, plus we drove a little farther up into the park um, than right in the entryway. It seems like a lot of people kind of uh, stick near the visitor center or near the most popular arches. Um, and so we found that if we drove off a little bit and explored a little, we were able to get away from the crowds.
0: So did you think that being able to get away from those crowds, do you think that if in any way that changed your perception of the park and kind of how you viewed it, maybe?
1: Oh, yes, because then you're you're immersed in nature and you're immersed in just sitting there and feeling small and just appreciating the creation of all that's around you Mm -hmm. and you know and and also the power of nature of of nature's forces of wind and water and all that it can do to create these magnificent you know magnificent arches and rock formations and i think you know that's what is so magnificent about going um awe-inspiring like i said before it's it's kind of an overused word but it's the only thing to describe it um, you know, the, the colors and the height, and it's, it's just, you know, makes makes me want to go back right now talking about
2: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great way that you put it, too, talking about being immersed in nature. I can remember uh, we did this one hike, and we kind of got to, we kind of walked up in behind the rocks, and we ended up kind of getting up on a plateau to where it was more of a a panoramic view rather than kind of looking mm-hmm. up at some of the arches like you do. And mm-hmm. for a while there was nobody around and it was kind of just, it was very, um, it's hard to find a word, but awe-inspiring is good that you used and kind of like mm-hmm. just serene environments sort of, um, it was very, it really kind of, I think if you can get away from big crowds in most of the national parks, it kind of helps you to understand why that particular place is a national park because you know oh yeah yeah yeah, you know i I think whoever uh helped establish a specific park they didn't want to establish it because you'd go there with a hundred other people but so that you could kind of (laughs) get away into nature yourself um if you're willing to make the journey to get there so that's
1: true one of the mm -hmm. i'm sorry oh
0: no no you go ahead you're fine
1: Well, I was just going to say, add to that, that one of the things that we always like to um, talk about or think about when we're at a park, Mm -hmm. um, and especially one like this, like, what was it like for the people that lived there, you know, Hundreds of years ago, mm. you know, it'd be, obviously there were people that you know traveled through or lived in those regions, and just to think about what it was like—that uh, this was their their world, this was where they lived and and you know hunted—and so it's it's just interesting to think about that when you're there.
0: That's very true. I'm I'm glad you brought up that point. And even though this doesn't directly apply to arches, I will mention. Um, In uh, one of my previous episodes, the uh, ranger that I got to interview, she talked about how Yellowstone has been a a place for indigenous people and Native American tribes for centuries. So it's not only been a significant place for the wildlife that's there, but it's also been a significant Mm -hmm. place for uh, human activity and ceremonial celebrations. So it's very interesting to kind of see that connection with the land, Mm -hmm. that you kind of often forget that humans can have sometimes. So that's that's a great point that you brought up. So do you have any memories or do you remember seeing any wildlife in the park at all?
1: Well, I was thinking about that. Like, did I see anything? And because of, I think because of the time of the year, the heat. not really, I do remember seeing some like lizard type or chameleon type things like Mm -hmm. i see here in florida you know seeing some little i'm sure different species of them but um little lizards scurrying across the rocks Mm -hmm. but we were not there after dark um we left right around sunset um and i'm sure that if you or out there in the park, and the sun goes down, then you might run into something. But no, not on not on our trip.
0: Well, you know, I mean, lizards are are better than not seeing anything. <laughs> I'm I'm sure many right. people have gone to Arches and only seen some rocks. So you know, those are some unique <laughs> well, lizards like living hopefully. under the
1: rock, right? <laughs> right, exactly,
0: exactly. So you know, one thing that I noticed kind of going into Arches was. You could really kind of get the lay of the land and how the park looked, even from just driving uh, down the roads. And um, you didn't really have to hike to a specific spot to actually see everything. So, um, you know, I'm this is assuming that you did kind of both some driving and hiking, maybe. Yes. You know. Uh, which method of travel did you actually end up doing more? Did you do more driving or more hiking?
1: Well, because of the time that we were there, I think we probably did more dry- time in the heat. And I think we did more driving than actual hiking. Um, so, but we drove slowly, enjoyed the scenery, kind of cooled off in our air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to a spot where we could do um, shorter hikes, not, Super long. Like my husband and I used to do really long hikes when we would go on vacations. And on this particular visit, um, and again, because of the heat, and um, we would, we stopped and our daughter was with us and she was, you know, getting more overheated because, of, again, the summer heat. But that didn't deter from the enjoyment of being mm-hmm. there and we were able to get out and do some of the you know, maybe it was a mile hike versus longer one and get out and go to, to the different arches and different viewpoints different vistas and be able to look but i think one of the things about arches that is nice like you said there's a lot of driving and you can see a lot from the road in Arches as opposed to some of the other national parks is that Mm -hmm. makes it more accessible for people that are not able to get out and hike. And I always think of, you know, my parents when they were elderly and. That it would have been nice to be able to take them there because. You could see so much and appreciate so much from the car. So I think that then that makes it accessible for everyone to enjoy.
0: That's a great point. And so, you know, when you did both of those methods of traveling, um, what what do you think kind of worked better? Or maybe if someone was trying to go to the park and you were saying, hey, you know, you should travel in this way, would you recommend that they Mm -hmm. do more driving or maybe stick to more hiking? How do you think you would kind of talk about uh, which one was better or not as good?
1: Uh, well, it's always better if you're out hiking mm-hmm. and, you know, you can start out if if you're able to, if you're able to do the hiking. I think it's probably better to get out there and do it. Um, I haven't ever done backpacking where I actually camped out overnight in the park. I think that might be a really fun thing, mm-hmm. um, but never done it. So we've always done where then we've gone back and stayed in a lodge or that type of um, accommodations in the evening, and um, so so. But I think the more you can be out on the trails, and again immerse yourself in nature and all that's around you, the more you're going to understand it and love it, um, and it will stick with you because it's you, you have so many different experiences while you're out on a trail and, you know, you're going to see things and experience things that are unique to that time and that day that you wouldn't see from the car.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's very interesting too, that you talk about how, you know, uh, seeing those things that you might not be able to see if you're kind of not kind of getting out there and exploring, but that, that's a great point too. Just.
1: I think it's appreciating like the, the small little nuances, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, from, from maybe seeing the little lizard that scurries off and goes under a rock, and watch them where it goes to, or um, you know, if there were rain, seeing how it comes down and where it goes and travels, as long as you're you know in a safe spot, um, you know, I, I think that there's there's a lot to be said about yes, the grandness of viewing the arches, but also in taking in the little small uh, pieces of nature that you might not notice from a car.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of very spectacular national parks out in the American West and mm-hmm. I've asked this to at least most of the other uh, guests of the podcast with regards to, especially if their park is out west, but what do you think sets Arches National Park apart from other parts uh, apart from other parks, excuse me, uh, especially considering it's in a place where there's just so many other incredible parks nearby.
1: There are, but I think, you know, the arches themselves, um, there's so many there in that park. It's not like it's the only place where you can see an arch. I know there is one. uh, We did a boat trip on Lake Powell and we went to 1 and hiked up to 1 there. But again, though, that was, you know, in the same region, the same area, but the fact that there's so many there and. It also is accessible to Moab, very close by, mm-hmm. and Moab has a lot to offer as a, you know, a small town—a uh, lot to offer. We also, when we were there on the second day later in the afternoon, uh, did a, a rafting trip on the Colorado River. Oh wow! And yeah, and that was really fun. Uh, it was low level water so it was kind of more a float trip than an actual rafting trip i think if we got class two that was that was a lot on (laughs) one or two class twos and the rest was kind of mild and float in fact our daughter um, who was young at the time you know they let the kids kind of jump off and swim in the river next to the raft so that tells you how mild it was oh yeah but uh, you were able to appreciate it from a whole different level and again be immersed in the nature around you, because you were right there at river level, going th- going, not really through the park, but alongside the park, because the Colorado River kind of runs along the boundary of the park. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, That's that's very interesting, too, especially with the rafting trip. An- another one of my episodes uh, interviewed someone who had also done a rafting trip. It was actually, it was down the Grand Canyon.
2: Oh.
0: It was down the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah well this was much different experience yes (laughs) well I'm you know I'm sure
0: I'm sure any rafting trip is is different no I'm sure no two rafting trips are the same I'm sure that's a great way to kind of change your perspective on the lay of the land Mm -hmm. in in a certain region in a way
1: it really is um, you know we've done that in other places actually in other areas of Utah um, up in the at the Green River and and that was completely different but it's when you're down in the river and you're looking up around you i i just feel like um, you see things completely differently even than when you're hiking Mm -hmm. um it's it's you feel like you're part of the river and Mm -hmm. you can understand a little more of the river's power and how and then just to imagine that it helped form everything that's around you Mm.
0: So going back to Arches, you know, if you Uh were given the opportunity to go back there and you didn't really have, like, time restriction, let's say, what would be the, like, number one thing that you would want to do or what would be at the top of your bucket list if you could go back to Arches?
1: (laughs) Well, there's an area. Um, not I, I we didn't make it all the way out to the end. I think it's called Devil's Garden, which is way out at the end. Mm-hmm. We got close. We went to Landscape Arch, which is out there, and it's huge and long and has a very thin little area on it that mm-hmm. means that it might not be around for centuries. I don't know. Um so i would I would like to go back to that and see how it's changed that's that's something you wonder. I mean, it's only been ten years since we were there and but I would like to go back and just see how the landscape has changed, if at all since then. Then there's an area kind of in the middle of the park um my husband and i were talking about last night he said remember that area and then he looked it up and it's the fiery furnace mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. and you can go and, and look and it's um kind of like the, the hoodoos at bryce that there's these red rocks that are coming up out of the ground and i'm pretty sure that you can only go with a park ranger on hikes through there because the risk of getting lost is so great mm. um, that might be really interesting. That might be one of those bucket list things to do, um, you know, to go and and be just in the red rock mm. and completely surrounded by red rock.
0: I would definitely love to go back and, and, and do the, um, the furnace as well. Cause I, I know that we, we wanted to do that, but we basically didn't have time because it was a guided tour, Mm-hmm. But I do remember we saw some of the the bigger arches around the park, and I'm fairly certain that we got out to uh, Devil's Garden and did some a, a little bit of hiking uh, back that way. So, but yeah,
1: yeah, the hiking back there is supposed to be magnificent, and, and again, it was just time restraint. Um, mm-hmm. We did, like I said, a short hike out that way because we really wanted to see the landscape arch, and um, so we went there. We also went. Um, farther in there's like a little spur that goes off the main road and we went out to view um uh the one that is on the license plates for utah i think it's delicate arch something like that mm-hmm. and um that you know it's on all the license plates and had to go see that because it was so famous
0: oh yeah such an icon i, I remember i remember doing that trail and i was i was so shocked because. There's there's certain segments of it where you don't see that many people and you kind of think well this this trail is so long you know that I guess there's not going to be mm-hmm. that many people up here and then you get to the end and it's almost like a a rock um rock a, a, like a gymnasium made out of rock of just people kind of sitting along the edge and all waiting to kind of get a picture in front of the arch and and look at yes. it yeah and I I remember too yeah. I remember too, thinking, you know, I'd only seen delicate arch in pictures, so I had I initially thought it was gonna be you know it was gonna be a little big, but not like terribly big. you know, I don't really know mm-hmm. how else to describe it, but I mean, when I saw it, it was it was way, way more, way bigger than I thought it could have been at all. I mean, yeah, it's it was, massive, yeah, yeah, so tall
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. very, very tall, very big i I don't know. I wish I knew uh, offhand how how high it is, but that's
2: impressive. Yes, that's no, sure. it's
0: very. I mean, even it it kind of looks. You almost think you can judge the size from a distance, but then when you really step up to it, you really are able to kind of take in like how just massive it really is.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so true with so many. Of the things in the park. I mean, it's when you get right by it, you realize, wow, this is so much bigger than than when you're looking at a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it looks beautiful and impressive in the book, but when you're there and standing next to it, you go, Oh my gosh, this is just incredible.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, you know, you may not have been in the park for the longest of time or gotten to do a sort of backpacking trip or anything like that, but um, do you have any sort of impactful or core memories associated with your time in the park that you are able to have?
1: Well, one thing, I mean, it's uh, impactful memory is that I I felt that, um, and I don't know if this still happens or not, I don't want to bring up negative, but it seemed yeah. that people were maybe um, not being conscious of the dangers mm. of climbing on rock that maybe they shouldn't, that might be unstable and that kind of thing. That, that always stuck to me that, gosh, you know, just because it's a national park doesn't mean that you can just do anything and climb anywhere. You know, right. There's places that probably aren't the best right. idea. And, so that kind of stuck with me. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I hate to bring up a negative, but it's just that, that you are just fear for safety of others and and for the park itself, like the erosion type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just um, you know, like I said, we we weren't there long, but it was just I also just appreciated the fact, and um, I. I think it's because at that time, both of my parents were alive, even though they weren't with us, Mm -hmm. um, that someone who couldn't really get out and hike would be able to appreciate it and appreciate the scenery without having to take but a few steps. That it seemed like it was a park for all people, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of all abilities. And uh, so that was that was very impressive. And, and like I said, the arches—you I, I, have to go just to see it. I mean, I, you just have you—you know, you have to experience it firsthand, as you did with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just to be there—it uh, takes your breath away. And and you can look at it all you want in books and pictures, but to be there it's just such a different experience
0: 100% and especially like you just talked about with the ease of access it it kind of makes it more possible to have those sort of memorable experiences with your family cuz you don't all have to you know have a a massive backpack or be right. really an experienced hiker or anything like that you can drive out there or or fly out there and then you can kind of just drive through the park and really still get a ton out of your time in the park even if it's just even if it's just by car
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's you know people with small children elderly you know there's just there's a lot to offer for everyone um yeah i think um arches is a place that i would definitely recommend visiting you know like i said if there's a way Someone can do all of the parks in Utah, um, you know, in a, say, if they had a longer period of time and you could go from one to the other. I think that that would be beneficial because then you could really appreciate the differences that each one, because they're also unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if your arches is there and Canyonlands is just across the highways and, you know, a short distance away and they're completely different so if if someone has the time to go to the different ones in one trip i think that that would really be impactful because you could appreciate how much utah has to offer
0: mm. Mm-hmm. So, to kind of to kind of wrap this up a little bit, and maybe you've already answered this question in in another way. Mm-hmm. but is there any sort of personally favorite thing to you for you about Arches National Park, or like what makes the park special for you? maybe it's the ease of access like you talked about earlier, or could it be something else maybe?
1: Uh, the ease of access, but I think a lot of it just in you know the history learning, the history, whether it be from, park ranger or going to the visitor center i think that um yes the beauty you you stay you don't have to know anything about the history to stand there and appreciate the beauty but i feel like when you get that little bit of education whether it's you know watching a 20 minute film in the visitor center or listening to a park ranger talk for a few minutes um that that you gain so much knowledge about how it was formed, without getting into you know tons of detail and having it be like a a classroom, <laughs> but you can I think that it just makes you really appreciate it more and to realize all that has happened in all the years that have gone into its formation. I think that's what makes it so impressive and memorable.
0: That's a that's a great way to put it, and especially because I know that um, a lot of the sort of educational aspects of the park really try to teach how it is still a landscape of constant change. So mm-hmm. it's even been a landscape of constant change since, you know, there's been people there thousands of years ago. So it's really kind of interesting to be a sort of active part of that park, which is why you want to conserve true. it uh so great true yeah
1: and, protect and, it yeah. yeah and learn
0: about the history as and well. support
1: it yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely definitely I mean one of the things that we always did when our daughter was young one of the first things we would do was she was very interested in the uh, junior park ranger badges mm-hmm. and so we would always whatever park we went to we'd get like the junior park ranger booklet and she would you know no matter how little or how much time we had in whatever park we were in she enjoyed doing that and learned so much from it and one of the things in the park ranger book was always to do a ranger-led hike and you could learn so much from from those rangers on the ranger even if it was just a a brief short one Mm -hmm. it was enough that you really could take in so much
0: 100 percent yeah no uh Mm -hmm. the some of the educational programs within the park they do a really good job about just kind of teaching you i guess maybe in a way they kind of expand your vision of what the park looks like it's not just a just this kind of one condensed place but there's a lot of things going Mm -hmm. on there's a lot of things to learn about Uh, you know there's a lot of sort of stories connected to the park that make it unique and that's why it's it's designated for protection, so yeah, that's a that's a great point. Exactly. Well, um, Bev, I really thank you for coming here and talking about Arches today. This has been a great conversation. I hope that you're able to get out to Arches National Park when you can and. <laughs> you know? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's... Yeah, thanks
1: for having me. I've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no, it was great. Thank you for coming on and uh, hopefully you'll get to see some wildlife or or maybe do some backpacking if you you ever get out that way. Yes,
1: yes, definitely. Definitely intend to. (laughs) Thanks so much, Evan.
0: All right. Thank you, Bev. You have a great day.
2: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Nature's Mike podcast. Today we've done some great exploring of Arches National Park and some of the incredible things it has to offer there. Join us next time as we explore another one of America's spectacular national parks.